Hey y'all, this is Nick Garza, Nick Garza's Get Along, and you're listening to the Cloud Watcher Uno podcast. You're my baby, my one and only muchacha. Oh la la, I love you muchacha. You're my baby, make my heart go bye-bye. My muchacha, all day long. When I come home from work, you're never there. But it's all right, I know you care. You're out dancing with your girlfriends. Though it's funny. Hi everybody, that was Muchacha by Nick Garza's Get Along. Now let's listen into the podcast. Hi Nick. Hey bro. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. I'm su- I'm surprised you don't have a margarita in your hand. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a little early right now. I guess well, I guess it's noon, so over here. Um maybe I'll make one a little later. So excellent. Oh, <laughs> Well, welcome to the, the show. Uh, thank, thank you very, very, very much for making the time and coming along. Well, thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, I just love your sound. I love your music. It's, it's got um, 
it's got a joy. It's, it's got it's got a fun to 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 it. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, thanks. I know, um, I know you you call it tech eclectic, or yeah. I'm I'm sorry. Is it text eclectic or text electric? Eclectic. Eclectic. Yeah. So I don't want to be, you know, pigeonholed to one particular sound. There's so many different genres in Texas or that that Texans have inspired over the years. And so I'm just kind of you know playing within the realm of of uh music that you know goes on here and, and is gonna continue to go on. So and hoping to, to introduce some people to new stuff, to some old stuff, to find new combinations of music, and yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I've I've been I've been rereading that you you know yourself you you're you're inspired by old time folk, uh, western swing, Tex Mex con June, you know, hey, Conjunto, yeah, um, yeah, I, I guess I, I am. I like there's a lot of a lot of music that has been created in the last, you know, last hundred years in, in this area that I'm really influenced by. Um, so like you said, uh, folk music or Western swing. So Bob Wills and the Texas Playboys, um, you know, 1930s, 40s, 50s, 60s kind of Western swing music is really what opened the door for me um, and to, to get into to Western music, country music um, kind of went from that genre into, you know, really digging into Willie Nelson and Waylon Jennings and, and all those folks. Um, but in that same time, you know, I also, really, I'm from San Antonio originally and, and Flaco Jimenez is from San Antonio. And so you grow up and you hear that name and you see him at parks and different events. And then you, you hear the Texas Tornadoes, you know, playing, Hey Baby, Kepa So. And that's, you know, like a theme song. It's like a joking, I think Doug Psalm said it was the national anthem of South Texas or San Antonio. And so, so that influence is definitely there. And uh, yeah, um, there's just a, a lot of stuff that I'm interested in. Um, but, but usually it's, it comes from, you know, generations prior to me. I don't know. There's just yeah. so much good, there's so, so much good music that's, been created that I'm still digging into and I don't know. Talking about gen generations, you're a thirteenth generation tech? Yes. Yes, thirteen. So so technically the first generation, you know, Texas was still the new world. Um my the first ancestor that got here was from Spain. Um he was a Spanish explorer. He got to Texas around 1690. Um, you know, that's 131 years before, you know, Anglos from the United States at the time moved, moved to Texas in 1821. But um, yeah, so goes back to old Spanish days. And then so the, my Spanish ancestors were there for since 1690. And then have over the years, more people came over from Spain. And then in the 1840s, I have some German relatives, ancestors, great, 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 great grandfathers who, who settled a town called New Braunfels, which is in between San Antonio and Austin. And uh, yeah, he was, my ancestor had, you know, the first uh, 
they were drawing straws to get plots in town because they were literally creating this town. Wow. He was given plot number one, and uh, he was the first postmaster, and he had a mill. But then, uh, sorry, I, I can go into history. I love it so much. So, um, oh, no, please share. Because <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, that's what, what's so, so fascinating because there's so much history, well, of, of, the, of the people who, you know, the, the Aboriginal people, the, the, the actual Indians who were there the first, well, the, 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 the um, people who were there first, and then you've, you've got those who came from Spain, you've got those, who, like, like you say, from Germany, and then you've got the, what would you say, the Americans who actually came, because it's just, it's such a vast history, just a, such a huge time span as well, right? Yes, yes. So like you said, you know, the native populations had been here for thousands of years prior to any European, you know, <laughs> colonizer. Um, and then, like you said, Americans moved in, including my sixth great grandfather, who was a hero of the, the Texas Revolution. His name was Def Smith. He, uh, he came from he was originally born in New York in the 1700s, and then he moved to, I think, Mississippi, and then he moved to Texas in the 18, 1820s. And uh, he was, so at the Battle of the Alamo, he wasn't there, but he was at the Alamo a few days before, and he delivered William B. Travis's letters, pretty much asking for reinforcements and, and, and a lot of other yeah. you know, personal stuff. Um, delivered those letters to Sam Houston, who was in East Texas at the time and uh, South um, Texas and uh, at the Battle of San Jacinto, which which was the decisive battle, which led Texas becoming its own country or becoming separate from Mexico. Um, he was he was a scout who blew up or destroyed the bridge, which prevented Santa Ana, you know, the the head guy of the Mexican yeah. army uh, from escaping, and so. He's my, yeah. So that, that, that history is, I'm very proud of, you know, my sixth great grandfather, direct descendant, you know, had something to do with the foundation of this as Texas, as it's known today. Um, so all of that, that history and stuff and really influences me. And that's why I like digging up older music as well. I think. Definitely. Um, and, and you can tell that influence in the music as, as well. And then obviously it, it inspires your, um, lyrics as well i mean i i love muchacha that that's just one of my favorite favorite songs can can you, can you explain just just the ideas just the genesis behind that song sure uh well it's it's funny i wasn't i wasn't planning to record that song ever really? uh, no it wasn't actually i set out so let me let me back up uh, nick garza's get along was i set out to make you know country music, um, kind of 70s progressive outlaw yeah. kind of country, Willie Nelson kind of, Will and Jennings kind of stuff. Um, and and I had, just one day I was just messing, out, messing around with my 12-string guitar. This is before I got a bajo quinto. And uh, I would just, I always just loved the polka Tex-Mex conjunto beat. And so I just started making up some lyrics and, and I just thought it was, it was funny about this guy who's in love with this woman who's really treats him poorly, you know, and it's, he's just an idiot, but, but he's, you know, a lovable idiot, I guess. And it's just kind of, I don't know. I thought it was, it was funny. And, 
And like I said, I wasn't planning to record it until I met Augie Myers. Um, yeah, he was he was playing. So Augie Myers, you know, as part of the Texas Tornadoes and Sir Douglas yeah. Quintet, um, he was playing in Austin. Uh, I guess late 2019. Yeah, not too far before the pandemic arrived. Um, he was a special guest with uh, Garrett T. Caps. Yeah. Yeah, down out of San Antonio. And so, yeah, they're playing at this little honky tonk called the White Horse. I decided to go. I mean, I love Augie Myers and Garrett's great. So uh, I just saw Augie sitting outside waiting for his turn to get up on stage and play a few songs. And I, you know, struck up a conversation with him. And he told me his history, you know, just some random stories with Doug Somm and traveling Europe and and crashing a van and losing their instruments and all that stuff but um i asked him so what what would it take to get you on a song of mine and he said well he just handed me his card and he goes i'll i'll go i'll do some music with you and so after he said that you know i you know i was like oh crap now i need to come up with a song to get him on <laughs> so <laughs> so about a, a two or three weeks later i was camping with some buddies and i and i brought up this old song muchacha which i had written you know maybe a year before and after after i was finished playing it around the campfire they were like who wrote that that's like the classic right yeah and so those their reaction said to me okay this is a song i need to get Augie on i need to record this song so you know it's def definitely in the vein of his style he, he writes a lot of this funny light-hearted conjunto like tex-mex songs you know, guacamole, or how he says it, guacamole, and, uh, you know, Hey Baby Kepaso, obviously, is, is his most famous tune. Um, so, yeah, long-winded uh, <laughs> answer to your question. Well, I absolutely love the line, you're my baby, baby, you make my heart go oom, papa. I thought, yes, that's his genius. Thank you, yeah, I, I was very proud of that, you know, because it's, it's known as oompa music. You know, yeah. polkas and, and you know how, how they describe German music and which ultimately is what Tex Mex Conjunto is. It's you know German settlers, uh Czech settlers, Polish um back, you know, mid mid eighteen hundreds, bringing their accordions to town and you know, Mexicanos and Tejanos in in Texas and northern Mexico kind of just absorbed that music and created their own, you know, take on it which is, you know, what, what we're doing today. And then along with that, you've also re released um, Kate coming down to San Antonio, Denial with Kel Kelsey Wilson as well. Mm -hmm. how, how did those collaborations work, work out? Uh, okay, so take me down to San Antonio. Um, I had already met Garrett T. Caps. He's the guest. Uh, he's, he does... Uh, harmony during the courses and I gave him you know the last verse to sing which I, I love the way he sings on it um I I just called him up you know I had met him and then that uh, he said sure he'd be down um Max Baca is also on that song who he's collaborated with before yeah. many times Max Baca is in uh is on Muchacha as well he's uh the leader of uh the band Los Tex Maniacs and so I told Garrett, hey, Max is on it. He goes, oh, hell yeah, I'll be on it. And so, so you know, we got, got him on it. And that song is, is definitely, if you listen to it, it's definitely, uh, 
even though it's talking about Tex-Mex and like food in particular in San Antonio, it, it's it's definitely inspired by Bob Boyle's music. You yeah. know, the, the the breaks are you know Western swing, this, the beats you know kind of a swinging pattern, and uh, but obviously there's the bajo sexto in there, which is the 12th, 12th string you know Mexican uh, bass guitar thing. Um, which adds a little tinge of Tex-Mex to it. And, and obviously the lyrical content, you know, alludes to Tex-Mex. <laughs> um, and then Kelsey Wilson, who's, who's, you know, beautiful singer, really beautiful spirit too. Um, she's, I've known her for a decade. Um, so I, I had another band called Hello Wheels and we used to play around Austin and her band Wild Child Actually, I think one of their first shows was opening up for us, and uh, we were just friends. And she's she's currently uh, has a new group called Sir Woman, and they're doing really well. She's she's fantastic. So I called her up um, during last year. You know, everything everything's in lockdown, so she's yeah. usually on the road, but she wasn't this year. Um, so I called her and got her into the studio, and um, we did you know that duet, yeah. Fantastic. And what are the considerations that you've had to put, put in place now? Because everything's in locked lockdown. Obviously, your voice is your instru instrument, and you've, you've got to make sure that you protect that as well. Well, what's well, what's well, what's the things things that you've had to do now? Um, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm kind of I'm kind of confused with your question. So. <laughs> uh, I, I guess keep writing is is really yeah that's really a, what I'm what I'm inspired to do. I mean, um, continuing to write new songs. I have plenty of songs that I've recorded that I haven't put out, um, and they definitely lean more progressive country um, and folky um, than Tex-Mex. Um, so yeah, I, I guess I'm just inspired to keep writing and maybe collaborate with more people, or, you know, I guess you could say get along with more people um, if the, you know, those opportunities arise. Um, but um, in Austin, at least, there are, I mean, and there's other places that are doing it too, but, you know, live music is happening. Yeah. Um, and so I have a, a show on the books in late April and it's outdoor. Um, you know, people are required to wear masks, you know, when they're walking around and stuff. So there's, there's a safety protocols and stuff. So I think as more and more people get, you know, the vaccine and, and places start to open up, I think my, my focus will be towards playing live, you know, obviously yeah. I, I, I will never stop um, writing songs. That's definitely what keeps me going. So, yeah. And I mean, if you keep writing songs like I'll take another the margarita, I mean, that's just choice. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure those pop up, you know, those those kind of songs are just, you know, uh, are written at a uh, pick up the guitar or the bajo quinto or the banjo or something. And I just start singing. Yeah, if I'm in a goofy mood or if it's late and yeah, I should be in bed, I those things come to me sometimes. And uh yeah, I'm, I'm happy how that song turned out. It's it's fun, so. Well, I mean, I, lo I love the line. That, that's a spicy margarita. I'll just have another one since <laughs> That's just, oh. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, if you're ever in Texas, 
or I mean, if you, if you like margaritas or not, or if you go to any Tex-Mex restaurant or any Mexican restaurant, you know, culturally it's people go on Thursday nights or Tuesdays or, you know, whenever, and they order margaritas. And so it's a margarita night. And so it's kind of inspired by that whole, you know, one of the last times I went out prior to the lockdown was my birthday in February of 2020. And a group of 10 people and myself, you know, ordered margaritas and it was a great night, you know, Hey, another one, you know, it's, I think, I think you, it's a, it's a pretty relatable uh, experience. Yeah. And it seems like you had a lot of fun on, on the vivid shoot as well. Yeah. Um, so a friend, uh, Brian Ryder, that's his alias, uh, just hit me up and he said, Hey man, um, I'm shooting videos now and I would love to do something for you. And, you know, I happened to be putting out margarita or I'll take another margarita within you know a month after, uh, it was going to be a month away. So I said, Hey, let's come down. And he, he lives in Dallas. He drove down and we shot it in a day, um, just at my house in, in Austin. And yeah, we were just trying to have, have fun, fun times. Yeah. yeah. Now I can see that you've got a guitar at your, at your, at your back. Yes. Is that, is that, is, is, is that your pride and joy? This one is, yes. Uh, this is a, a really special guitar to me. Um, I love it. Um, I will never get rid of this guitar. This is like the, uh, the, yeah, this is perfect. I love it so much. Yeah. Um, it's a, whoops. It's a Collins, uh, which is made here in Austin, Texas and it's just sounds fantastic it's beautifully made it's perfect um yeah i highly recommend anyone who who has the the chance to play a callings to do so and uh, how long have you been playing a guitar probably 25 years I don't know. I was I was a little kid, and my my mom plays guitar. My dad plays a little bit. My my grandmother played piano, and so there's always music. And I remember taking a one piano lesson, and I was like, "Mom, I don't want to play piano. Give me a guitar." And so and that's what happened. Uh, yeah. So I've been playing it most of my life, maybe more than 25 years now, 30. I don't know. Um, and. Uh, and since then, I've also picked up other instruments. You know, I like fiddling around with stuff. So banjo, I, I picked up banjo about 15 years ago, a little bit longer, man, 18 years ago, maybe. And, and I played banjo predominantly with my, my last band. Yeah. Um, so I played that forever. And then I rediscovered guitar the last few years. It's like, oh, yeah, this is a good instrument. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ukulele, mandolin a little bit. Um, yeah. And it, I have too many instruments that I've just collected over the years. I, just, I love making sounds and, you know, a, a jack of all trades, master of none, I guess. <laughs> so growing, growing up, um, what, what was the influences that, that, you, that you heard that, that, that have stayed with, with you now? Probably uh, the Beatles. I mean, they, they were my old time and are still probably um yeah the beatles for sure um always you know driving around my mom's car she, she always had 
you know, I guess oldies radio station on or which would play the 50s and 60s music. And, you know, Beatles is great. The harmonies, especially, love those. Um, so that, I mean, that's one influence. I, they have, you know, obviously so many different, uh, what do you call it, periods. Some are folkier than others and some are more psychedelic. Um, but, you know, outside of that, uh, Willie Nelson's probably, probably my all time favorite. Um, and he's, you know, he's just a god here. Um, he's a legend and I love, love Willie Nelson. Um, and I, I got to meet him once, which I was very, very lucky and happy to do so. Um, oh, wow. Just, just briefly. Um, so he has a ranch outside of Austin and uh, he has a little town, a Western town, um, like 1800 style movie set that he had built out there in the 80s to shoot a movie called Redheaded Stranger, which is, you know, his album as well. Yeah. And last, I guess, summer 2019, um, they did a, an outdoor screening of the movie and the original cast was there, including Willie. And, uh, you know, I just waited around and I just got to introduce myself and, you know, tell him how much, you know, how much influence he was. And, you know, he's a nice guy. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, you know, I haven't washed my right hand since then. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. wow. And can I be cheeky and see if you're going to play a song there? <laughs> uh, sure. Yeah, I would, um, let's see what we'll do. Um, okay, I'll, I'll do one that's gonna be my, I think I'll be releasing this next. Um, it's definitely inspired by Willie. Maybe you'll catch a, a little wink and a nod to a song that he wrote back in the day. Um, <clears throat> let's see, it's called Another Bloody Morning. Another bloody morning Mary's getting dawn Licking my wounds all along I had a rough, rough night last night like a tough, tough guy in a fist fight, but it was me who I squared off with. I polished off my last bit. Another bloody morning. Mary's getting dawn, licking my wounds all alone. Well, the good times they have gone. I know I should have tagged along, but I got pulled into a hole. And I can't let it go. It's another bloody morning. Harry's getting dawn. Licking my wounds all alone. Maybe one day 
I'll be all right. Maybe I'll learn to sleep through the night. As far as I can see, tomorrow will be another bloody morning where Mary's getting gone. I'll be licking my wounds all along. Thank you, thank you. And the crowd goes wild. <laughs> ah, man, a little, a little parched there. So yeah, that's yeah, that's the the next tune I think that I'll be releasing um, with the full band, obviously. Um, yeah. And then obviously my next question is going to be, when is this going to come out As on the album? Because I'm sure. Yeah, I, I I have heard that there there is even a name for the next album. <laughs> yeah, you know, twenty twenty really put a wrench in things for me. Um, I, I did set out to to release a record in twenty twenty, but then the pandemic happened, and and so I guess since then I just decided I'll just release singles for a while, and um, you know, maintain some interest and uh, an ongoing conversation, and just kind of slowly introduce myself to people um uh so so the album is is still you know a a work in progress and i guess uh, i haven't really decided i might have changed my mind on certain songs excuse me yeah i mean after a year you're alone with your dog you know a lot of you, you overthink things <laughs> um so but to answer your question about the song, I'll, I'll be releasing it most likely end of April, within a month or so. Yeah, and then uh, I plan to release it with another song, so like a split single, All right. maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, you know, I'll eventually release a record. I just, you know, that's kind of, I'll, I'll surprise people, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, um, I am quite happy for you to, to keep on releasing your sing singles and singles because I just love your music. Music, so yeah, please carry 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 on. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Um. So um. What uh, I mean, obviously, that that's a new sing sing single. Obviously, hopefully, when you know more mu music and more live venues and everything else can then open up. Um. What then is going to, going to be your plan? Would would you then do more tour tour touring to just just to build build up that connection with fans? I think I think that's that's the game plan. Yeah, um, I haven't really set any of that up, um, but I mean that's definitely something that I'm looking forward to. Um, yeah, I, live shows definitely is, is you know, you got to do that. So um, as soon as that that's a, a doable thing around, you know, everywhere, <laughs> then I will continue to do so. Um, but um, I guess really I've, been, I've just been focusing on the, the songs themselves right now. Um, and I kind of want, I'm hoping to build an audience just by releasing these songs and, you know, get some, 
get a fan base, you know, that I can go out and play to. Yeah. I see you've got to get a guitar there. So um, is it possible that you can sing, sing us a song? Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, let's do this one. It's, uh, <laughs> it's not a love song. She called me up, asked how I was doing. I was doing it all right. She let me know that I was her ruin. She's out of her mind. She's out of her mind, you know. She left me to die. She pushed me out to sea. Now she's sailing back to capsize me. Turns out she arrived in town today. I'll pack up tonight. Though she says she hates me, she's hoping to stay. She's out of her mind. She's out of her mind, you know. She left me to die. She pushed me out to sea. Now she's sailing back to capsize me. clock I just disappeared she's out of my mind she's out of her mind you know she left me to die she pushed me out to sea now she's sailing back to capsize me out of her mind, you know, she left me to die. She pushed me out to sea. Now she's sailing back to capsize me. Outstanding. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, it's a little waltz. Um, try. It's one of the first, uh, one of the earlier scenes I started writing for this project, probably, um, and I'll, I'll be releasing that later on. So, yeah. so um, uh, how did you get into this, uh, in particular, like country and all that Americana and stuff? I absolutely adore country and the, and the Americana music. Um, growing up. Um, we, we, we had a Ray Radio growing up and stuff, um, but, all, but one of the clearest channels was that I came through on a radio. This was back in the day when you be recorded Ray Radios to tape. Okay, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I used to do that as a kid. Yeah. Which, is, which is a novel con concept for most people now. Um, 
but was uh, was country music. So you know George Jones and you know people like that and John Lee Cash. And then um, I've always loved that. Um, one one of one of my favorite artists um, is uh, K. D. Lang. Oh yeah. I oh, absolutely love 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 it. I've seen seen it maybe two or three times now. Um, yeah. Never actually met her. Uh, I think I think I might actually just collapse or faint if I actually ever, ever did. But yeah, fine. Um, <laughs> but um, I've always loved loved that because to, to me, um, con country music music is a genuine kind of music. It's genuine emotion that the heartache the love the you know there's the grief there's a, there's, there's a whole story there that you can transport yourself in definitely yeah there's there's no it's the it's the opposite of what pops pop songs are now because pop songs are quite disposable they they're, 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 they're like the listening version of empty calories. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Sure. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's kind of some, a lot of nonsensical lyrics and just repetitive, catchy stuff. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. obviously, yeah, you've, obviously you've, 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 you've got the masters of like those, those songs, you you know, like the Bee Gees and you've got Albert and everything like that. Yeah, but what we hear now is a long, long distant memory from what, what they did because they still had catchy lyrics. They still had everything else like that, right? Oh yeah, I mean Barry Barry Gibbs was a great songwriter. I mean, you know. I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, all of them. Yeah, yeah. He still is right. Yeah, still is. Yeah, he's the I guess the last man standing. Yeah, he is. Yeah, oh, that's interesting. Um, I totally agree with you with that. Um, that's that's what I guess drew me to to writing country songs because you know prior to it I was doing more like folk songs, uh, more pseudo bluegrass or old time like Appalachian, but also more modern. So with some Beatles tinge, with also some Fleet Foxes influence, kind of stuff. I don't know. There's like it ended up becoming like an indie folk rock banjo bluegrass band or something uh alt but, country yeah alt country i guess americana music yeah so i guess it's just americana but but then you know we, we 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 actually got to play at the luck reunion at willie nelson's ranch um our, our buddy works for tito's vodka and he was like hey man our saloon is in the Op opry house they have you know like i said that 1800s little town that they created there and there's a stage inside and y'all should come and play so we we kind of gorilla we did a gorilla show there, um, which was awesome. We got to play to a lot of cool people. Um, but anyways, so after that show, we just kind of decided, hey, let's, let's do our own different projects. And yeah, and then country, you know, what really, let, like I said, it, it was allowed me to focus more on lyrics and my own feelings mm. with this, the three chords and the truth. You've heard that before. I mean, that's literally three chords is is really what I play. Maybe, maybe throw a fourth chord, but that'd be crazy. <laughs> um, and and it just allowed me to write and not overthink things and complicate things because 
with with the other band, you know, it was always about okay, how are we going to do a four part harmony? How are we going to do this? How are we going to change it and then change the the tempo and uh, type and signature and all that stuff? Um, and so the simplicity of the I guess the traditional structure of a song was yeah. appealing to me, but also it's a challenge because you know the best writers have clever lyrics. They're saying the simplest things or the most re uh, relatable things, but in a very, you know, I, like you said, like I said, a clever way. Um, it, it could sound really plain and simple, but you know, it takes a lot of years of writing and, and experience to, to create, you know, a song such as, you know, like any Willie song. <laughs> well, I mean, um, Dolly Parton, I, I think she she wrote oh, yeah. Jojo Lean just just in one night, and then I think she also did another huge song. But I mean, it. I mean, you break it down. It's a you know, it's a love triangle, which is a store story that most people heard before, right? But yeah, yeah. this 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 song has spoken to generation and generation of artists. Every single artist who comes here. Or, Everywhere has heard has heard that song and wants to do their own version of, the, of that song. Yeah, yeah, no. It, in recent years, especially, um, have you heard the the slowed down version of that song? If you take the the record and slow it down to like thirty three, I forget. Oh, really? you, can, you can find it on YouTube. It's just they're just playing the the, the record on a slower pace. Um, yeah, it sounds like it. It was recorded in Motown almost. It, it has a sounds like a really good male singer uh it's very kind of eerily good <laughs> well i mean what yeah. what i heard i mean i've not heard to heard, heard the album I myself is i understand that tina turner released an album in which she said tina turner does country oh really yeah i didn't know that oh um, yeah huh i need to look that up well it's, it's funny that you bring up tina turner she is kind of the reason behind uh, a good-hearted woman. So I so I understand um, the song by Waylon Jennings and Willie Nelson. Yeah. So apparently, so apparently Waylon was reading. So Ike Turner, her husband, you know, I guess was known to be abusive. Yeah. And and uh, I think he read a newspaper or magazine headline saying, you know, a good-hearted woman was be you know basically the, that phrase was you know she was being abused and stuff and so he was like oh this is a song and obviously he wrote it into a fantastic hit um and then willie jumped in um so yeah anyways sorry you mentioned tina yeah <laughs> that was well i mean i mean you can understand why she you know after i then then yeah. then she she went into rock and roll kind of, yeah. kind of that like that whole different shift because she wasn't allowed to express herself in that way. Yeah, it's true. That makes sense. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You no, know, time, times changed too. Seventies uh, after the sixties, and yeah, I guess eighties she was doing some cool stuff too. Yeah. And then, I mean, for for yourself, I mean. Um, what is that songwriting experience for you? Is, is it is it just you know 
did it the lyrics just are they like a bolt of lightning or does it or does it take you time or are you one of those guys who's just like okay i'm gonna sit i'm gonna fake focus on from from morning, morning to evening until i've got a song done oh it just depends but i i would probably think all of those um usually how i write is i'll pick up a guitar or an instrument and then i start singing i'm not and then the words that come out of me, I'm not really thinking a lot of the time. And then maybe like I, I unlock, you know, how I'm feeling at that moment, or it's just all of a sudden I'm kind of almost like writing into a journal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so, you know, I've written a few songs in, a, in one sitting. I wrote a song about my grandfather in one sitting and it just popped out and it, I thought it was great. Um, but most of the time it takes weeks and months to finish a song a couple of years sometimes for some you know i'm definitely one of those guys who who uh uses their you know memo recording device on their, their phone um to record pretty much everything you know i have over 2500 voice memos just song ideas uh yeah let's let's see actually how many do i have uh 2511 wow yeah so and then every now every few months i'll go through and I'll see if there's anything worth revisiting. And oftentimes there is, you know, I, I forget that I written that idea and then it comes to, becomes a song a couple years later, it just depends. Um, yeah. Now, but, yeah. How, let me, let me phrase, phrase, phrase that again. Um, What's the feeling like from writing on pen or paper or just in, into your voice recorder and then finally having that song out into the real world? Oh, it's, it's, it's pretty incredible seeing the, the transformation of it all um, because, you know, you're sitting alone playing and listening to it on, you know, just you on a guitar. And then, you know, I have a little drum kit and I have a bass and I have, you know, other piano and other instruments that I'll, I'll kind of record. I'm not, I'm not a proficient player in any of those, by the mind you. Um, but I'll, I'll kind of throw in, you know, sometimes I'll find a song that I, I want to imagine how it might become with a full band. And so I'll, I'll throw that in and then I'll bring, I'll bring it to my engineer and my bass player and then I'll get the band together. And once we actually do it in studio, it's just something different. It sounds really good. <laughs> you know, it's nothing like my little garage band on my iPhone uh, <laughs> recording. Um, and so just seeing that, because I, I know it's going to sound good. It just, you know, you have to be patient until you get it into the proper, you know, studio setting. Yeah. And, uh, it's, it's a really good, really good feeling to, to create. And so you go from, you know, just a little, you know, smudge on a piece of paper to, you know, on, on the internet and people are listening to it yeah now um if you were to make a mixtape and i know now they have you know a playlist what yeah. would, what would be on your mixtape what, what would be on your playlist now right now uh well i have one up on my my uh spotify um there you go um and it's only you know 35 songs out of you know thousands and thousands I love, but you know, I would definitely have uh, Texas Tornadoes, 
Flaco Jimenez, solo stuff, Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Blaze Foley, Guy Clark, you know, uh, Linda Ronstadt uh, doing her, you know, her mariachi stuff. Um, I mean, just I, I some some old, old recordings, um, maybe something from like an Alan, Alan Lomax, you know, field recording or something. It's you know, I spent I spent a lot of time in uh, in the fine arts library when I was in college here in Austin, uh, UT. And this is before all of those before Dusted Digital existed, and all of those you know videos from the you know old recordings became popular on on Instagram. Uh, I was digging, trying to find the oldest you know recordings that I could, and and that really opened me up to a lot of I mean country eventually but you know Jimmy Rogers and but a lot of field hands singing these really cool acapella songs jug bands Appalachian you know uh old-time players and then obviously uh there's a really cool set a documentary about uh Tex-Mex music or Convento called Chulas Fronteras um it's by Les Blank Chulas Fronteras I guess um I highly recommend it and it has Flaco Jimenez and it has a bunch of other players, but it basically basically describes the or explains the the birth of conjunto music, like border music. So northern Mexico and South Texas. Um, let's see. So yeah, I guess right now I'm I'm really into that stuff. Uh, prior to recording Muchacha, and you know, it, it was just something that I enjoyed. I never really took it seriously as, hey, I could do this myself, or I could make it a part of my sound. Yeah. But I, I also feel like at this point, I would love to be a vessel to introduce people to an older, you know, or a, maybe a less, I mean, it's really popular in this region, but I think for the general masses, I, I, don't, I don't think maybe they're as aware of Tejano or Conjunto music and, and realize the history of it, you know, and like how, how cool it is because it's, it's a melting pot, melting pot of culture. And I find that fascinating. Well, I mean, you've you've got yourself. You've got artists like South Tech, Texas Tweak. You've you've yeah. got James Steinley. Um, you know, you know, you've 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 got got these artists who um and you, you know, Joshua Ray Walker. You know, you've got all these mm -hmm. artists who, who you know who have grown up with this music, who you know enjoy this music. So you, you know, um, I definitely see 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 you as definitely an as an ambassador for this music, because it it is a you know it's a music that you know connects with you, and you know, you can't help but just dance in the kitchen. One one <laughs> one 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 two here, you sing 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 sing, sing these songs. It's, it's fantastic. Well, that was that was really the hope. It's like you know, I know most of the people are out there just kind of huddled in their their homes and. They, they need an excuse to cut loose, forget about the pandemic for a few minutes and hopefully I can bring some joy to them. Um, yeah. Take me down to San Antonio, the place where I was born. Give me a big old fat tortilla flour, hold corn. Fill it up with corn, I guess I'd, I need that stuff, you see. Cause I don't fool around when it comes down to the Tex-Mex and me. My grandfather would take me to this little place on South Florida Street. Had the biggest, fattest tortillas and the most tender meat. We'd wash it down with iced tea, add pink stuff to make it sweet. Go 
out to the ranch, mess around and enjoy the Texas heat. Take me down to San Antonio, the place where I was born. Give me a big old fat tortilla flour, hold the corn. Fill it up with carnegie out I need that stuff, you see. Cause I don't fool around when it comes down to the Tex-Mex in me. San Antonio, who 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 vie for the best tacos, and you know both cities make great tacos. They're just different. Um, and I'm from San Antonio, and yeah, I was just I was proud to sing that song about it. So you mentioned you really like Charlie Crockett. Um, I've listened to a number of your podcasts, and you bring him up pretty often. <laughs> He's great. <laughs> And you post about them and stuff. Uh, I just wanted to tell a little story. Uh, Christmas Eve, 2019, at the White Horse, which is that honky tonk I mentioned here yeah. in Austin. Uh, they have or Carson Carson McCone. Uh, she uh, has hosted a potluck. It's like literally people bring food, but there's also a sing singer songwriter like night where yeah. 30 40 different musicians will come and sing a couple songs on stage get down and then everyone's hanging out this was you know like i said december 24th 2019 so christmas eve yeah. um and i just decided to go and 
have you know watch watch some music and uh charlie crockett walks in and sat next to me at the bar and strike up a conversation with him for about you know an hour or so i bought him a few beers and we were just talking influences we were both wearing you know our stetsons and he complimented mine and vice versa so it's a bunch of just bullshit but uh eventually carson the host came down and talked to charlie and myself too and she she invited us to sing a song on stage so he sang a couple songs and then passed me the guitar and I got to sing a song, which uh, I played for you a little while ago, uh, out of her mind. Um, so that was early on in the get along, you know, like when I was still starting to really think like, this is something I want to pursue. And, uh, I think that that was like a, a magical night, I guess it was fun, you know, just not, not anticipating to play much less play like right after Charlie Crockett, you know, and then him complimenting my baritone. So that was nice. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, no, uh, I yeah, I, I I say yes. I I am a fan of Charlie Cross Cross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, no, um, I. Great music. Um, um, I've got a um a signed photo by the man himself, but I've never met the man yet. Uh, you will, I'm sure. Slowly, I'm getting closer. I'm going to get closer. <laughs> you, you seem like someone who who will meet the people that that you follow. So, yeah, yeah. sure. Um, any, any more questions that you've got? Because this, this is this, this is great. Because yeah. this is the reverse for me. I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. Because uh, I'm because I'm, I'm usually asking ask the questions. So yeah, I can sit back now. So it's also <laughs> instead. All right. Uh, you have a lot of red books right behind you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. And we have orange. Oh, I like the color coding. Orange, blue, red. Yeah, for sure. Nice. Wow. So, yeah. So, okay. So, so it's you, and then you have a team of designers helping you out. So, or? um, there's me, and then there's the uh, production team, and then um. Um, there's a fantastic designer uh, um, who is Marios. Um, um, he has just revamped and redesigned all the um, logo and the branding and everything for C season four. I sometimes feel that I've got the easiest part because I've got to and speak to the artist, but I'm enjoying myself. I'm just, <laughs> you know, and then, you know, I, you know, I get to have many, many pri private concerts because, you know, it's like, uh, I, I see that you're an artist who, who can sing as well. Why don't you sing on the podcast as well? Yeah, so, you know. yeah, that's fun. Oh man, I, yeah, I, I'm glad you're doing this. <laughs> oh yeah. Sure, it's been probably a, a huge, uplifting experience during this year so well yeah. um for, for me um i when we could um go go to live me, me music I, I i used to go to a lot of live me, me music mainly mainly con con west western or americana um but i would be one one of those guys uh, along with people like uh my friend matt Bradshaw. Um, Matt Bradshaw. Yeah. Is he live in London? Uh, he he lives in a tropical island called Essex. <laughs> <laughs> but 
Now he uh, will definitely get that joke. Um, but <laughs> we would wait for hours and hours, just waiting in line, so we could be right at the front. Uh, I I wanted to experience that our artists as close as possible, um, and then I you know I'd be that annoying guy now in like 2020, 2020, 2019, who'd be at the concert, videoing stuff, <laughs> taking photographs. And yeah. I know it kind of ruins the experience um, because you should really be there just to experience the music. But my thinking be about behind it, my, my defense is that I want to share this yeah. art, artist. So the best, yeah. way, the, the best way that I found to, to share it was to by doing a website, by saying like, okay, I'm going to do a muse, music blog. Then that stopped. And then I was like, okay, I really miss live music. I really, it's just like, it was, it was like a huge loss. Yeah. So, and, and, and I'm sure, you know, obviously as an artist, you know, you, you, you miss that connection with fans and audiences and everything. So, so, so I thought, okay, well, I got to speaking with an artist um, called Pete Jackson and uh, Pete was saying that, uh, well, why don't we do a pod podcast? And then I was thinking, well, why don't we? Because I don't see anything else out there that supports independent artists, that supports the music that I that I like, showcases the artist, gives them a chance to actually sing their music so we can connect the, the artists and, and the fans. And mm. I've had so many, many people now going really, really enjoy the, the, the podcast because it's opened their eyes and their ears, especially to new artists and bands. Yeah, no, definitely. Oh, I love it. I love it. Uh, and, and and yeah, the, the whole being being at a show with with a camera and stuff. Yeah, it's a mixed bag, like you said. I mean, it's it's great. People want people want to see. I mean, that's a way to share music. So you know, it's I, I don't I don't see an issue with it. You know, I get it. Yeah, live the experience if you can. But you know, if your whole mo is sharing, and I think it's part of what. So as long as you're doing it as well, I think it's fine. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, um, I think actually one one of the loudest concerts I've ever been to was uh, Lucas Nell Nelson. We were oh, yeah. Nelson's son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, playing in Shepherd's Bush. Um, it was fantastic. That man can really, you know, uh, lick that guitar, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and he's good. Just, just, just the sound was just amazing. We were like, whoa, just this whole <laughs> wave of sound. And he'd be doing riffs and he'd have, you know, his, his that, that, that huge grin on, on, on his face playing, playing the guitar. And then there's all the hair and you know, <laughs> he's just jumping around. And, you know, trying trying to just even capture that on a photograph or a video saying look look this this is where you should should be yeah no that's true yeah you you can't yeah like you said you can't capture that experience like yeah. the way it it is live so yeah it's a good point it's like here here's just a little taste of, of the, of the real little taste yeah yeah for sure yeah. and that's then I, I think that's that's what what the what what these podcasts are. It's it's a 
untethered connection. It's a real connection. There's there's no agenda behind it. There's 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 no um, you know corporate sponsorship or influence or anything. It's just pure unadulterated conversation and songs with the artist. I love it. Yeah. Um... Do you play music yourself? Badly, very badly. So, <laughs> so the, the the short answer is no. <laughs> uh, what do you play? No, no, I, no. I can't. I, I, I can't actually play. I, I think uh, just just one second. All right. Yeah. Here we go. But but I I can't. <laughs> 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 I'm show you. I'm not even going to attempt to play. Come on. No, 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 no. Oh, ukulele. Nice. Mahalo. Yeah. And that's the limit of me playing. Oh, come on. <laughs> I, I, when, you're, when you're washing windows, uh, what's his name? Uh, he was a yeah, war, yeah. World, World War II era British guy. Uh, George Formby. George Formby. Yeah. 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 I, I got a banjo ukulele because of him. Oh wow! Yeah, I mean his his playing is really cool. Oh no, he's a genius. I'm just like yeah, yeah. yeah. That's funny. Well, you should. I mean, that's that's a good instrument to start on start out on. I think you know if you're if you're not willing to commit to learning guitar, I think ukulele is the easiest. Yeah, I, I, I definitely have to carve out some time and actually learn how to do it because it's it's just so yeah. much fun. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank well, you again. Thank you very much uh, for, you know, um, it's just been a joy and a place, place, place. Yeah, likewise. Cheers, man. Take care. Have a good night. Good night. Bye-bye.